0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. I don't do a lot of interviews, but I got an email from this woman named Cassandra Bodzak, and she's really into meditation. She's young and vibrant and super smart, and uh, she wrote a book on meditation. It's uh, really fun to talk to someone who's like-minded and who's really understanding you know, her way out of the illusion, and she really sees the truth in this. And she's so young, too. It's It was really interesting to meet her. I think you'll really like this conversation. We talk about all kinds of different things, but meditation is a big part of it. And, you know, meditation really is where this whole thing starts. Once you start meditating, you really lock in your communication with your inner self and you're open to to, uh, receive inspiration and all that stuff. So meditation is great. We talk a lot about that and other things. Uh, We are going to start a new boot camp. It'll be boot camp 18 starting at the end of March. I think it's the last Monday in March, around the 28th or something. And this is going to be a group with people all over the world. The boot camp really is this experience that changes the way you think. It uh, makes you get to a place where you can understand how the law of attraction really works. It reveals your soul's purpose to you. It's life changing. I it, I really think that if you are ready to take a big shift in your life towards who you really are and what you really here to do, and all the Pre birth intentions you have. The boot camp is so incredibly valuable in that process. So, at least give me an email and I'll send you some more information about it. And I'll send you some list of whatever one else has talked about it. It's down on the website. The only way you can find out about it is to send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you a bunch of information. And then we can go from there. Also, remember to follow this podcast. The way you get this sent to you in your email or wherever it comes to you is uh, by following it. And that really helps us with the algorithms and reaches more people. And the podcast is growing and growing and growing. And so the more we can all help each other to get this information out there, the more like-minded people will find it. So thanks again for everything you do and get ready for this episode. Okay. So you're really into meditation.
1: I love it. I love it. I feel like I'm like the, like a PR, an unpaid PR rep for meditation.
0: Yeah, for the meditation corporation of the world. <laughs> well, I meditate, of course, and this is how my whole journey started. I had this great inspiration to meditate because I saw Jerry Seinfeld was doing it. And I go, all right, I guess I got to do it. And so I started with, you're familiar with Abraham Hicks.
1: Absolutely. I
0: started with those guided meditations and that's when, um, you know, it was very hard at first, but over a couple of weeks or so I started to feel a sensation in the side of my face. It came every time I meditated and it grew and moved all over my head and it just felt like a presence. And so one day I asked it, I, you know, I started asking questions like I was in the hot seat with Abraham and I got these <laughs> answers back. And I go, this isn't me. I'm not, I can't be making this up. You know, These are some really profound answers. And so I just kept playing with it, didn't tell anyone, thought it was totally weird. And then one day I said, okay, who is this? And they said, we are Joshua. And then that became my journey of ch- channeling Joshua, five books and eight years later and all the stuff that's happened in the podcast. And now I'm a full-time channel. And that's what happened with me. And I was, started that when I was 50 years old. Wow. How old were you when you started meditating?
1: Uh, 25.
0: And what made you decide to do it?
1: And, you know, I love hearing those stories, because I think it's so beautiful how different things can bring, bring us into it. And I feel like there's a divine design in that, that, you know, you never know, like, what's the thing that's going to be the inciting incident for someone else to come to the to the practice to meditation right to whatever form of meditation but for me it was way more dramatic <laughs> I was I loved it I loved it but you were able to you know look at Jerry Seinfeld doing it and being like I'm gonna try this um for me I really went through a bit of a dark night of the soul where um and, and at the time, I wouldn't have used those words, right? I had no idea what that kind of stuff was. But my little brother got diagnosed with uh, a rare autoimmune condition, condition, and I was just shook. You know, I was 23 at the time. He was 22. I mean, I was 25. Sorry. He's three years younger than me. So I was 25. He was 22. You know, you feel invincible in your 20s. You're like, What? Me, me, and like other people my age, no one can touch us. And so to see the severity of what he was fighting, and and he's stable now, thank goodness. Um, but we didn't know for a couple of years what was going on. Like thanks to uh, some pretty incredible surgeries, he was you know course corrected, but. Um, But it was a really scary time. And I never dealt with something so heavy and so close to home before in my life. And I had always, I think, you know, despite having my fair share of like challenges and whatnot growing up, I'd always managed to be a rather cheerful, upbeat person. And it was the first time in my life that I was just so sad. I didn't know how to handle the sadness. And so I had a moment where. It was like my puddle moment. I was like in a puddle in my living room, just crying all night, trying to, you know, I made the number one mistake. You never do this when a loved one is diagnosed, never go on Google, never go on WebMD. And I made the mistake. I went too far down the rabbit hole and I just like lost it. And it was about five in the morning. I was crying. I was exhausted. And I went to take a shower because I love the water and so I was like, I'm just going to try to take a shower. I'm going to try to calm myself down. And I ended up, you know, in child's pose in the shower. And I just started talking out loud to God. And I, that wasn't like something that I had done. I was raised Catholic, but I wasn't like talking to God all the time. Um, so I just started talking to God and, you know, asking for help and asking, how do I, how do I live? How do I move through this? And that's when I heard meditate. That was the answer. It was like one word. <laughs> I was like, okay. And at the time, you know, I had done ballet growing up. So my ballet teacher kind of also like introduced us to yoga and Pilates and different things. So I had a very, very like loose view of kind of what that was. I had done some movement workshops some chakra things from, you know, different stuff, but not, I wasn't like on a devout spiritual path by any means and so the next i ended up eventually falling asleep and then when i woke up the first thing i did was i went on youtube and was like let me look at what guided meditations there are and one of the first ones i also did were the abraham hicks ones Mm. i was really drawn to them they felt so peaceful and then i also explored i was living in new york at the time so I went to this Buddhist uh, monastery in Brooklyn and, and did some of their classes. I did Kundalini meditations and did their classes. I did Vedic. I kind of just like threw myself fully into it um, because it really was this kind of, it was like this this lifeboat for me.
0: And what was it like initially?
1: Initially, I think it it really just felt like a reprieve I guess it was like this like little moment all I knew was it was like this little moment where I could touch peace you know in the beginning I could just really? kind of touch peace for a little bit <laughs> and and then I would get addicted to it in that way wow. where wow. it was like you know I want to feel that feeling more right? And so I would meditate multiple times a day. Yeah. And I started playing around as visualizations, I would meditate, and then I would visualize and I noticed, you know, I was in a time in my life where I really felt like there was like nothing going well for me. <laughs> like this family situation was like my worst nightmare. My career was kind of in like a stem still, I wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled. Um, I had just broken up with someone that I was in a long term relationship because it wasn't going forward. I really felt like my outer reality was like straight funky town.
0: <laughs> Did you have like, for me, that peace wasn't there? The peace piece wasn't there. It was like total chaos at first because these flood of thoughts, you know, I never really noticed my thoughts before. So I'm sitting there with my eyes closed trying to listen to Esther. And it's just flooded with these chaotic thoughts. And I go, man, this is hard to do.
1: <laughs> I think, I think that's where that's where, where you enter it. Yeah. I think makes a difference. I definitely have had those meditations since, but I think entering it from that space where I was like in such a deep state of surrender. Yeah. Um that that I did get a bit more peace for a while. It actually wasn't until I was moving to once I started getting the groove of it and I was like getting back into a bit of a flow in life that then, and still to this day, every once in a while, you know, you have those days where you're like, like your to-do list is going and all these things. And, um, I had a Vedic meditation teacher that really helped me with that because he kind of described it as like a detox process. He said, you know, when you have those meditations and the entire time you're thinking about your grocery list and this paper you have to write and all this stuff, he was like, just like, just allow it to spill out. Keep coming back to your mantra, but don't feel bad or feel like it was a bad meditation. And I tell my clients this all the time. It's like, I really see it. I really see meditation like medicine. And it's like, it's an adaptogen in the way that like, it's going to give you what you need that day. And so sometimes what you need is the clearing out of whatever the thoughts and whatever the noise is. And sometimes, oftentimes if you sit long enough that, you know, once that process goes through, you'll end up finding that inner peace. But even if you don't have the time in your day to sit long enough to get all the way through it, that you're still receiving such a benefit from yeah. from being in that space and kind of letting those thoughts come out.
0: There's definitely nothing more beneficial than meditation. <laughs> it's really you have to start there. If you're not meditating, everything else is completely much more difficult. What I was doing was, you know, the old idea of meditation was you notice your your thoughts and let, then you let them go. And what I've learned is that our brains aren't thought factories. We attract thoughts just like everything else we attract. So if you were to say, think of a butterfly, what you're actually doing is changing your vibration so that the thought of the butterfly can be attracted. And we do it effortlessly. If you say manifest a butterfly, that's a different thing because you don't think you can do it. You know you can think of a butterfly but you don't think you can manifest one. So if you let let it go, then you'll notice butterflies all day long if that was your intention. So what I was doing was, because of this old idea of meditation, I was trying to you know, notice the thought and then let it go. Notice the thought, let it go. Notice the thought if it was a resistant thought or an empowering thought and let them both go, right? Let them go, tr- tr- keep trying to find some space where there's no thought. And so I'm doing this for years and I'm noticing positive thoughts and empowering thoughts and fun ideas and inspiring ideas coming through. And I'm getting rid of those as well. Get out of here. And then I realized, no, those thoughts, when they come in, you can play with those thoughts. Right? Yeah. Inspiration. That's what I do now. (laughs)
1: I love that. I have a very I have a controversial uh, practice that I allow myself to do kind of off of that because I do some, you know, in some meditations, I'll have like the most amazing, like creative thoughts and brainstorms that come through. So sometimes I'll just keep a pad next to me and like scribble down some things and then go back to it, which I know some people like, hate, but I just think um, same thing, it's like there's gold in there, and yeah,
0: because you've and, reached and, a higher vibration,
1: and it's good to follow that thread, right? Absolutely, to allow that to compound and say, Okay, so we're so used to in this world compounding the negative thoughts and like going down that rabbit hole, and we don't, we aren't as familiar with. Oh, also, it's really funny that you said butterfly because
0: there <laughs> <laughs> we go, I manifested them. If you're yeah, hearing this, um, <laughs> Cassandra just sh- pulled up a big card full of butterflies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: we're on the butterfly vibration. The
0: funny thing too is hold that card up again. So we were just doing a Joshua live and someone was asking about, you know, um, do we really have free will? And Joshua was saying, well, yes, because you can think any thought you want here's the example. Think of a butterfly. Okay. What color is it? It's yellow. Okay. Now change the color. What color do you see now? And it's blue. And there's the blue butterfly. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Which I you've ever seen a blue butterfly. There's
1: like yellow and no blue.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you wrote a book. How did that come about?
1: So... I wrote a book called Manifesting Through Meditation. It's my second book. My first book was called Eat with Intention Recipes and Meditations. And, but how this second book, Manifesting Through Meditation, um, came up was really interesting because I have been, you know, I've been doing spiritual coaching. I have a program called Divinely Design Your Life. And, one of the things that in my life, as I told you, I, that I feel like has been like the golden key to everything has been my man, my meditation practice, right? And I was noticing that I can tell, you know, which of my students, which of my clients are actually meditating and which ones are like trying to skip over that part because it's the less fun part. And according to them, I think it's very fun, but um, But I feel I, you know, so I was thinking, I was like, how do I get this through to them? Like, how do I channel that, that power in a way that they're going to be able to see how it can have a tangible effect on their life, right? Because the people I know that are, you know, listening to me and watching me, they're, they want more than just the peace right? The piece is great, but they also want to be creators of their reality. They also want to, you know, attract different experiences and, and be magnetic and powerful in that way. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to break it down for them. <laughs> and I actually attracted the, the book deal for it. I was on a meditation retreat <laughs> and I'm on this meditation retreat and I'm just like, man, like this is everything, like everything, is created from this space because when we meditate we go into uh, I call it the quantum field or whatever you want to call it but we go into that space the creation space that was and, the
0: Joe Dispenza meditation retreat yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it was an did you
0: talk goal. about that
1: yeah. yeah I I you know I I love his meditations I do more than his meditations but I love his meditations retreat um and I just love that opportunity also to like meditate for four hours straight you know <laughs> But so I was just, you know, it's funny. And then I called in and I was, you know, and and I had this publisher reach out to me and say, Hey, like, we like all your stuff. We're thinking about doing um, a meditation book geared towards manifesting. And I was like, this is perfect because this is exactly what I'm trying to get out there to show people how you can utilize meditation. I've always been a big fan. I think it's probably because of my natural inclination. Like when I told you I started meditating and I like sampled from the buffet of different meditation practices and was like, let me try Buddhist and let me try Vedic and let me try this, you know? So I wanted to create a book that had a buffet from people to try different ways to kind of get into this quantum field, different um. Different, um practices that might speak to different people. And so what I did with the book, which was really fun, for, which was really fun, was that there's a hundred meditations in it and the first 40 um, lead you through a specific meditation sequence. So it's kind of like remembering who you are, connecting to that divine source, you know moving through that, then connecting to your soul's desires, getting to that divine essence you know, expanding your magnetic field, shifting your frequency, then releasing, you know, moving through those fear thoughts, releasing the wounds, releasing the, the beliefs, and then stepping into that quantum embodiment, being on that frequency of the butterfly, not manifesting the butterfly, as you would say. Um, and and so I wanted literally made it so people can just like show up to their practice every day and and be held in this process of manifesting.
0: Wow. That sounds great. (laughs) It's funny because when I included, when everyone comes to anything like meditation or anything else, it's because they want to get something that they don't have. And this is the desire will cause them to get the inspiration and then to take this action. And so we have 10 different Joshua meditations that are guided. And of course they're all on, um, well, most of them are on, Spotify and Amazon Music and all that stuff, and Amazon Music gives you little indications of which one's most popular, and so the Financial Abundance one is by far the most popular. Yeah,
1: Yeah, of course, of course.
0: It's because people want to use meditation to really control their finances, and for years I was doing the same thing. I was listening to Abraham's Abundance one more often than any other one, and then Joshua comes through and says, "You see, if you if you try and use meditation to control anything that controls based in fear or lack and it's not going to work right the intention is to get into the vibration where you'll be able receptive to the inspiration and then be able to act on that inspiration that will lead to what you truly want and if money is part of that journey then that will be attracted to you because as a side effect yeah really it's all about the soul's purpose yeah. All about this journey of self-discovery to discover who you are. That's the only reason we're really here, is to expand our awareness of who we are, coming from the illusion that we are victims to outside conditions that cause us to feel something, to realize that we're the creator of a reality. And in essence, what that means is that we are all love. To understand that we're and that, But in order to understand that we're love, you have to have fear. And the fears driven by these limiting beliefs that are not true. So when we can release those limiting beliefs, we get one step closer to understanding who we truly are. And this idea is that this that love is this really attractive force. This is really all of law of attraction is love. So we're all we're all being moved, kicking and screaming from fear to love. Yep. <laughs> but in order to go there, we have to shed all those limiting beliefs. And we have to face those fears and we have to reconcile those fears and realize the fear is all the illusion. And then the reason that we're not acting on inspiration is because we have these fears and the fears pop up whenever we're inspired to do anything. We say, Oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the talent. I don't have the education. I don't have the the skills, all that stuff. And that's not true because you can always do whatever. You can always take some action whenever you receive inspiration in the moment. And that will lead you to the next step and the next step and the next step to the fruition of your true desires. The trick is that most most of us think that if we get money and relationships and success in our careers and good physical health and status and all these things, then we will feel better. After we got it, we'll feel better, but it doesn't work that way. You have to feel better first and know that everything else is a manifestation of limiting beliefs. So if you can process those and release those limiting beliefs, you'll naturally shift into a reality that then reflects your opinion of yourself in your reality. And if you're not consciously aware of the inspiration or the, the intuition or the thoughts that are coming from source or your inner self, if you can't hear it, you can't really understand how important that inspiration is. It'll seem like it's just a nothing thing, you know? So the first step really is this meditation process.
1: Absolutely. Which is exactly why I was like, we can't, when we're talking about quote unquote manifesting, right, which is a hot topic right now. And I believe, I believe it's so hot and I feel like maybe you'll probably agree with me on this. I think it's hot because it connects back to that truth of who we are, right? When we get back to the truth of who we are, we realize that we are love. We are infinite we are, you know, we are naturally magnetic, like you said, to the things that are aligned with our soul. And so I think there's like a nagging part in each and every one of us that knows deep down, we are creating our reality. And we, we are so much more than we give ourselves power or credit to be, you know, within our limitations and within the 3d. And, I think you know, quote unquote, manifesting is is foundationally connected to meditation because meditation is what gets us to that space where we remember who we are, and who we are is is the being that already has everything it could ever desire. Right. Right. And so the way that I see it, with you know, when I the way I see it is if you're someone that wants to create things in your life, then what you need to do, regardless of what it is you want to create, is on a regular basis, connect with the part of you that knows it already has everything it could ever want, right? right? That knows so, it is wholeness.
0: Yeah, now that is a brilliant statement you made that is exactly where we're going is the understanding that we have everything that we need to be on this journey of self discovery and if we don't need it because it would be a distraction then we don't want it anyway yes if we think we want it that's just based in lack and think you're going to feel better i was very successful in my business i made tons of money and then 2008 lost it all and <laughs> i look back because i still have this brilliant life still have this wonderful house and we had did everything we wanted to do and traveled and had cars and all that stuff but I, but everything was gone. All the houses went into foreclosure, the business you know, collapsed, all that stuff. So I had to start over and, some, and then a really good friend gave us the secret. So my wife and I were listening to the secret and we're like, this is fantastic stuff. And then we found Abraham and law of attraction. And we're like, I'm going to use this to get my money back. This was the, so the losing everything made me surrender, realized that all my work, was mostly effort and struggle and dissatisfying. Found Abraham. Then I found my passion. Lily found her passion. And we're just really energized. And we're saying, oh, this stuff has worked. It's so great. And we're doing st- stuff on a much higher lov- vibrational level. But we're still trying to manifest what we think we lack, which was the money that we used to have. The house on the water and all that stuff. Boats, cars, and stuff. So it wasn't until very recently that i realized that my life was actually perfect it had always been perfect and that i was perfect in every moment of my life the way i was and everything worked out perfectly and it always was there to lead me on this journey of self discovery to get where i am now so that i could be involved in this highly satisfying work and my life is just full of adventure and friends all over the world and travel and you know everything's going perfectly it's it's an amazing thing but I had this belief system about how life's supposed to work and that belief system was changed since i discovered abraham and then joshua came through so over let's say 10 years or so that mental construct was totally changed and the way i was operating before was based in what i thought you know was good and right and successful and prestigious and all that stuff but it was never satisfying and and I had a bunch of friends who were also wealthy and doing very well, and none of us was satisfied. And we're all like, what do we do with all this? You know? And we did yeah. stupid charity things that were just bullshit. And then I had to lose everything to gain everything. So I had to go through that dark night of the soul to realize that I wasn't operating the way this reality operates. I was trying to control everything. And it was full of frustration and anxiety and worry and resentment and regret. And why did this person do that to me? And why did this happen to me? Then then I have over this time period come to realize that no, everything has happened for me to get here and that this is what I wanted to be. And had I had all that money, I couldn't have gotten here. So I had to lose the money. And now my life is financially abundant, but it's, it's, came at a time where I was able to put it in perspective and not have it be a distraction. Mm -hmm. It just was the side effect of everything that my life is now. It's natural. It's natural to be financially abundant. It's natural to be free. It's natural to be in love. It's natural to have tons of friends. It's natural to do satisfying work. And everything that I had wanted in the past has come, but only as a side effect. I didn't actually try and figure it out. I just acted on enough inspiration and pushed past enough fears. For instance, having this conversation with someone like you, I couldn't have done 10 years ago or seven years ago. I couldn't have told people I was a channel. I couldn't because I was too weird, you know? And I couldn't have been as authentic as I am and and just go with the flow of the thoughts that are coming to me now complete confidence that this is gonna be a fun conversation for other people to listen to. I had to go through that process. So it's cool that everyone is coming to this because they have desire to manifest what they think they lack. Yeah. And then they're gonna go through this process and realize that they never lacked anything.
1: And then that's what I love. Cause I was, as you were talking about your, and that's, you know, with the financial abundance I see the same thing in my work, you know the financial abundance things are what everyone watches. And, and I used to, I think on some level, like poo-poo that, you know, I was like, oh, I'm above that spiritually or whatnot. Right. Um, but, but also I've had my moments too in life where that was my focus, because if you don't have financial abundance, it can be a pretty distracting thing, Yeah. right? And so I like to think of it as that kind of what you were saying. It's so funny, because one of my in my divinely design your life thing are the, the divinely design your life like motto is that everything's happening for you nothing happens to you and so I think these desires that we have right um are leading us on our spiritual journey are leading us on our evolution and so let it be money let it be love let it be you know a house on the river or getting to walk you know your dog by the beach in the morning or whatever that vision is that calls you forward i don't think i think that too is divine right like that's divinely designed because that's the thing that is going to activate you to say hey, you know what? If you're doing a meditation for financial abundance, at least you're doing a meditation, right? Yeah, exactly. And if the person that's guiding the meditation knows what they're doing, they're getting you into the right space anyway, right? Yeah. They're helping you get down to the space where you remember who you are, because the only way that financial abundance meditation has any luck at working is (laughs) getting you into the space where you remember your whole, getting you into that quantum field, remembering your infinite potential, infinite possibilities, right? And so uh, the way I look at it is like, we're all drawn through different methods. Um, And it is often, you know, the work that you do in clearing like I remember when I was starting my business and one of the things I did clear I cleared a lot of my fears around around money right I had a lot of like weird beliefs from like growing up about you know rich people are bad or like all this stuff right and so I looked at it and I was like okay I have to clear some of this stuff I have to go back to the truth right and and in that journey in the clearing of it what happened was it wasn't even just that It was so much else expanded, right? It was like my natural truth of who I was was able to be stronger, you know, and more powerful because that judgment, right? Because judgment is a judgment, right? Uh, No matter what direction you're flinging it. Yeah. is blocking me from being in the truth of who I am. And so I think that's why, you know, I encourage people to... Allow the things that pull them to pull them because as long as when they're not, that's why for me, it's like meditation is like, you know, lights out over affirmations. Like, you know, it's just saying stuff that you want because it's like, great, you can say stuff that you want. You can say stuff that you want. But if, if you're cutting out that whole experience, of you remembering who you are, then like, you're just like playing a a child's game, really. Okay, so you
0: you started meditating when you're 25. Yeah. When did you, how old are you now?
1: I'm 35.
0: When did you decide to be a thought leader and give courses and-
1: Well, here's the magic. I don't feel like I chose, I never chose. It chose me. Um, It just naturally evolved. One of the things that happened, one of the most- magical and yet simple things that happened from my meditation practice and and i did a course in miracles at the that was like one of the first books that i went through um even before i really got into abraham hicks i was started off with the course in miracles and then kind of read like wayne dyer and abraham hicks and all that but when i was just meditating in the beginning really early on i had a an intuition or a download to just start doing the things that brought me joy, right? Because I was in such a sad place and it was so heavy that I remember in the first like week or so of meditating, I just had this hit, like, you know, what you have to do is just find the little things in life that bring you joy. So I remember one of the first things I did was I would make mango guacamole for dinner so random but it was like it just made me so happy and like there's that feeling you know in your 20s where you're like ha, ha, this is not a real dinner but I love it um <laughs> and so and I noticed that like I started doing a little bit more and more of these things and one of those things was I had a blog that I'd had since college that was literally just a creative project just for fun and it was kind of like a a journal of a blog with some recipes and some tips and stuff and that was one of the things I started doing that almost every day because it brought me a little joy. I didn't think anyone like other than my college girlfriends had, you know, even knew how to find it on the Internet. Yeah. But I would just do that because the doing of it made me so happy. And then at the time, uh, Instagram had just started. And so I was like, great, I'll take pictures. I mean, these were awful awful photos yeah. but like I would just it made me happy I was like great I'm gonna try to rearrange I had like I was in this tiny apartment in New York City so the only light I had in the whole apartment was coming from my bedroom so all of my food pictures were like either on my bed or on my nightstand <laughs> but it, it occupied me you know for a couple hours it brought me some joy brought me some light into a, a dark time and I just kept following I did some YouTube videos um And what started happening, kind of what you were saying with the abundance for you was as a byproduct, all of a sudden people were like watching (laughs) and all of a sudden people were emailing me and asking me questions and wondering if I, you know, would do sessions with them about some of the stuff I was talking about, Um, and at first I was like, me? what? I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, let's try, you know, charge like 20 bucks, you know? Nothing. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like,
0: how old were you then?
1: Uh, that was within the first year, honestly. I so think like
0: I was, 26 years like, old or something?
1: 26, 27. Okay. And most of the people that I was helping out were about my age too. Uh-huh. Um, and it just kind of, you know, started my everything started growing slowly. And I kind of just figured it out as I went because it was lighting me up. And it was making me feel so happy. And I was like, Okay, I got to do this. And then I ended up getting on a TV show. So talk about, you know, what, what you manifest when you're just like, meditating all the time and, and following your joy. Yeah. But I got a call from the producers at ABC. And they were like, Hey, we've seen your videos. Like, we think you would be great for the show with Anthony Bourdain and Nigel Lawson. Like, you want to come audition for us? And I was like, you have the wrong person. <laughs> My videos are awful. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they kind of are production-wise, but you're fantastic, so I want to meet you. <laughs> so... So, so everything kind of just exploded and, and at that point it exploded more so from like the, I had like, a, it was like vegan cooking and like mindful eating and, and intuition around your body and food. That was like my thing in the beginning. Um, Cause I was still new to this spiritual path. So I wasn't teaching anyone that I was yeah. just teaching what I had figured out around food and, and healthy eating and stuff. And I remember when I was in LA, they flew me out and I was filming for the show and I simultaneously got a big book deal, got all these, you know, I was getting all these offers for different speaking things. And I was literally feeling like, high, like on another, like my, I was like buzzing. I was so like on a different level. And I just remember like crying of joy so much at night and just being like, I need to teach other people how to do this. Like get the like it almost felt like I saw what life is meant to be like. Right. And now I want to figure out how do I let other people have the keys to the kingdom because everyone should be able to feel like this is how life gets to be like. Um, and that's when I think the seed of the idea that I would start teaching that came, but I didn't officially switch over. Um that book I think the book came out when I was 28 or 29 and then it was after that after the book the first book came out around the food and even when I was writing that I was already like chomping at the bait to teach more of this (laughs) um it naturally just shifted and I did was like it wasn't even like I said it wasn't strategic it wasn't like me coming up with a new business plan or anything like that. it was
0: your soul's desire it was that you intended to live in this life and your brother came in to start you on this whole thing
1: yeah oh Uh, and yeah I dedicated my first book to him and I tell him all the time I'm like you single-handedly like like threw the domino down that like created everything that I have right now in my life
0: absolutely yeah that's an incredible story I ask your age because <clears throat> there's this philosophy that we've come up with through Joshua that our lives are broken down into seven year increments. So it's literally the birth and the graduation through the seven years. So if you think about your life from zero to seven, from seven to 14, 14 to 21, 21 to 28, 28 to 35. And now here you are at 35.
1: Ooh, 35.
0: Graduating 60, the 30 that... Previous seven years, and here you are now ready to expand in the next one. Every, yeah. it's, it's So, I have uh, a few different things we do. One's called the boot camp. And almost everyone, if you did it statistically, who goes through it, hundreds of people have gone through it, they're always 28, 35, 42, 49,
1: 56. You know, wow. <laughs> like mine,
0: my whole journey started from that. You know, fifty year to fifty six year, and then in fifty after I turned fifty seven, then that started a whole another thing. That you know, two thousand twenty was just incredible growth and in all the things that happened there. And, and so, whenever I talk to someone, I can just really see. Also, <laughs> you look totally young for your age. I mean, I would so have thought you. you were... <laughs> by the way, I'm like, how are you, Pat? How
1: did you start at fifty? Because I didn't even. I'm fifty
0: nine now. <laughs> But the old souls who are who are awakening now at this time of awakening, you can sort of tell because they look younger than normal, because we don't have the same resistance that other people have. We've done this yeah. enough, you know. And- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I used to get people. I mean, when, um, when I was doing my first book signing, I remember when I was 28 or 27, whatever it was, I would have, you know, sometimes older women that were buying the book that would be like how did you do this so young like yeah. <laughs> you know and that is amazing then i was but i always felt that way i've always i've been like this is not my first rodeo yeah. like once and that was another thing like once that you know the way you the way you i'm gonna say received or connected with joshua right for me i had a lot of past life flashbacks mm. And I cleared a lot of past life stuff. And I had, it was like, I went to the Akashic Records and I met my guides and like, boom, 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 boom. And I didn't try to do anything. I wasn't doing any guided meditations for it. Like it just came out of nowhere and it was alarming. But, but once I got the hang of it, I was like, okay, we're doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember, you know, at, at some point just, yeah, this like deep knowing of like, I've done this. So many, times, so many times which is yeah. you know why i feel like you know sometimes there's there's an old kind of i think piscean viewpoint of like the spiritual teacher being like this like old man on the hill or whatever you know carrying down and it's just like no it's just we all have our own transmissions to give we all have our own downloads and we're all I really believe we all incarnate in different um, physical aspects to be able to resonate with different groups of people, so that you know everybody gets what they need and everybody you know connects to the person that can speak it the way that that they can.
0: Are you highly emotionally sensitive? Yes. <laughs> that's, another, that's another telltale sign.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm so I'm fascinated with this seven year thing, so. Uh, cause it makes so much sense when you, when you said that, you, you know, every seven years, our allergies also change. Like we change on a biological level every seven years,
0: all of our cells are new every seven years too. You know, I mean, of course they're new. Our composition of our body is new every second, but, but a cell lasts about seven years. Yeah.
1: Well, that is, that is funny because yeah, when I was 21 was when I had my, my awakening around food and my body and connecting to my body intuition, I all of a sudden got all these food allergies out of nowhere, quote unquote, seemingly, and then yeah, it makes sense. And then 20, the transition and I'm, we'll see what 35 holds. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just turned 35 last week, so.
0: (laughs) Big stuff. That's what it holds. (laughs) Big stuff. I'm going to introduce you to some people.
1: I love it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, what is your passion going forward? Do you have any inspiring things you want to pursue?
1: Well, I think, you know, I feel like my my path is diverging in two ways right now. I think I this past year, um, I'm leaning deeper into the meditation push than ever before because I feel like I've I've done this enough I guess or I've taught people all over the world I've done all these courses I've worked with people one on one and now I'm like really going ham for like guys like this is the golden key and committed to showing people and giving people an experience of what that looks like so the book and then I just came out with this amplify your magnetism it's like a 40 day meditation journey with guided meditations because I'm really committed to. I think one of my gifts that that I was blessed with during this lifetime is. Um, well, I may not be able. May, I may not have the the channeling um, of like Joshua, but I am able to help people get into a different frequency using my voice, mm. and so I'm able to kind of take them to a higher place when I, when I use my voice in meditation. So I think I'm gonna lean more on that and, and try to do that. And then the other side of that is there's another creative part of me that wants to play now. Um, I feel like I have a lot of this going and, and I love that and um, I wanna play. So I've been playing um, kind of full circle, interesting. I've started uh, doing some acting things again, playing in the kitchen again, just allowing allowing that kind of creative energy that's not the teacher to come out as well, because I feel like I have a lot of teacher time. And then I'm also allowing myself to now kind of have this time that's more just me creating for pleasure and fun.
0: Yeah. So what's interesting about that is you can lead as an example. So your, your basis is meditation, and then you have all these other things that you wanna do that bring you joy. And you can show people as an example of the power of meditation and the power of following your joy. They can follow your life as you do acting and do cooking and things like that. I'm the same way, I have a passion for poker, and I recently picked it up again. And I've had just this ridiculous amount of success. You know, <laughs> it's just like this crazy stuff is happening. I'm playing in these World Series of Poker tournaments, and I'm you know winning some and running really deep and over and over and over again. And magically, all this stuff is manifesting because I'm just following my joy. I'm still doing all this work. I yeah. never stop any of that but I can do this from anywhere. So I can, we flew to Aruba, played there, went to Florida, played there, went back to North Carolina, played there, went to San Diego, played there, you know, and just win, 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 win. And it was just, it's so much fun, but it just shows you, shows everyone, you can have it all. You can do satisfying work. You can have the wonderful relationships. You can have great health. You can have great career and you can have fun in everything you do. And this whole life is supposed to be really well-rounded. What Joshua has been saying to our advanced people, we have an Ascension Experience course, and there's a group of 13 courses that you do, are four weeks at a time. And I'm channeling it as we're going through. So this first core group of about 100 people are all following along live, basically. So every day they get new updates. And the, the, the overall course is Ascension. And the Ascension is coming, starting with alignment, which means that you're perceiving your reality exactly how your inner self is perceiving reality in essence you're perceiving reality as good and you're good or perfect right so this idea of imperfection in anything is the illusion that everything has always been perfect will always be perfect and is perfect now and of course if we take a broad view if we just look out into space we're not going to go out there and change the you know orbits of the planets and this where the galaxies are it's all perfect right
1: yeah yeah
0: but when we come down into our own perspective, we look around and judge things based on our limiting beliefs as imperfect, especially ourselves, and that's never been true. So you come to this realization that everything is perfect and you move from this perception of yourself as a victim who must protect themselves from outside people and condition that can cause them to feel something. So that's great fallacy. Nothing can cause you to feel anything. Your perspective of that, if you're choosing a limited perspective as the victim, you're gonna feel negative emotion because that's not true. So the negative emotion is just your sign that you're perceiving your reality in the illusion. When you see it as perfect, everything's perfect. Well, for one thing, you don't receive negative emotion, right? Yeah. If it's perfect, you can't get negative emotion. It's not possible. The only way you could, the only way you could suffer or be discontented in anything is you th- think something's wrong and that's not true. The idea of this course is to ascend from the state of victimhood to the state where you're actually the creator of your reality. And in that state, you can create deliberately, which means your thoughts are gonna quickly manifest into reality, into your reality. But before you get there, you have to ground yourself in this idea that you're the creator. You cannot be the victim in any circumstances because if you could become a deliberate creator, but still perceive things are wrong, you would just eliminate everything you thought was wrong. And pretty soon you'd be existing in a white room with nothing in there because you've canceled everything, right? So this whole cancel culture is based in limiting beliefs and they want to take away the thing that causes them to feel negative emotion that they perceive. It's not true, right? So in this idea of ascending through these different levels to become a deliberate creator, we have to realize that this life is full and so you can see yourself in one area, area of your life is doing really well and that's only because you perceive yourself as good in that area then there's areas that aren't doing so well because you perceive yourself as not good or unworthy or not capable in those areas and you want to try and fix that mm-hmm. you want to try to fix the conditions not the vibration that you're offering which is your perception of yourself so so the the overall thing here that's going on is that we are not our reality or or we are not just this individual living within a reality that actually the entire reality is us Mm -hmm. so it's our relationship to every other person every other thing every other concept that relationship is the feedback mechanism of how we're perceiving ourselves but we're perceiving ourselves as individual. And of course we know that we're all one, we're all connected. And this unique reality that I'm perceiving is unique from you and everyone else. So my reality is my relationships, my house, my career, my um, idea of my own intelligence or humor or all that stuff. It's all me.
1: Yeah.
0: And so when we can realize that I am not separate from this thing I call my house, it's part of me. It is me, right? And how I perceive it is how I'm actually perceiving myself. Mm. So if I can send love to that concept called my house and appreciate it and be grateful for it and and be inspired to do things with it, then I elevate my perception of my overall self. Mm. And then everything starts to flow based on your perception. Yeah, yeah. So the illusion is where everyone comes from. Everyone who meets me comes from this illusion that there's things in my life I got to fix.
1: Yep.
0: And all that it is happening is your perception of reality. That was jo- Joshua's first book. It's called "A Perception of Reality." This book was written for. I typed it out half an hour a day for eight weeks for fifty six days. Right, it's three hundred. Uh, when that <laughs> book stopped, this book. They're both three hundred pages, right? Yeah. Same thing. Eight weeks. Every book I've ever done is eight weeks, just That's half crazy. an hour a day.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm for me, it's like with this, it was like hours. Like I couldn't stop. Like my my fingers were just like and people were like hundred meditations, and I'm like it's just coming through. You handled it. Anything you, you know? are
0: the channel. See
1: yeah that much yeah there's something cha- coming through and i just like okay thank you i can't wait to do all this myself thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's exactly right when i was channeling those books it's like i don't know what this shit is you know i don't understand any of this stuff <laughs> i'm gonna have to read this book later
1: that's I know it's good until I know it's good. I'm like that, or you know, sometimes when things are coming through, I'll just voice memo it and then listen to it later and be like, wow, that was so good.
0: Oh yeah, because Sandra's not a channel, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously you are.
1: I love that. But you know to, to echo what you were saying to be like even before that, which I think is really important to point out, I really feel like our like our our next like evolution that a lot of us are going through right now and 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 more people are coming to is one of multi-dimensionality right is one of realizing and i do think just going back to what even you were saying like for me, like, which is what I'm kind of doing. I've been letting people know like, hey, I've decided to go do some acting stuff. Hey, I'm making this and you're just gonna see whatever I'm doing that day. And I'm obviously gonna keep throwing my meditations and my spiritual stuff in there, cause that's who I am. But, you know, I think it is more of this being an example um, because being the example is also allowing other people to give themselves permission to have more full soul expression you know our souls didn't come here you know when when they're like you know it's like your purpose and your soul's like your purpose is to be an accountant and it's like no, it's like maybe that's part of it maybe you love numbers right and that's like yeah. part of the thing you're meant to do but maybe you also do like watercolors on the weekend maybe right. you love barbecuing maybe like whatever you like volunteering at the the veterinarian center it's like all of this is part of the multi-dimensionality that we get to experience in this universe and and to go with what you're saying about the everything in your world is a reflection of you, the more I feel like you honor that multidimensionality that wants to come through, the more you have things around you that are a reflection of the, the like natural love that is you. Right.
0: Yeah. If, if, if you're at that vibration, if you're seeing yourself as who you truly are, one thing that I think is gonna be very obvious for everyone to hear is how authentic you are that is rare and that is really the key to all of this is being transparent almost so that there is nothing to hide that you just are who you are and you're going to do whatever inspire, you're inspired to do and if other people can get something out of what you do that's great but what they're really doing is seeing your example of authenticity yeah if, as we exist in the non-physical we're purely authentic, there's nothing to hide, there's no way to hide, we offer a vibration, everyone can see what that is. Yeah. And there is no judgment or fear in the non-physical, so there's no reason that to be authentic. Here, I feel like my whole first 50 years was, was completely inauthentic. And so I went on this gradual path, well, maybe um, it actually started it in 2008, so I was 45. So from 45 to nine, for, to now, I've, endeavored to become more authentic and more authentic and more authentic with every aspect of my life transparent as possible just this open book because who i am authentically is the only valuable aspect of me
1: and that kind of goes back to what you first said which i really i really love just the way that you said it is that being able because you know I, in a lot of my teachings and in the book and in a lot of the different things I do, that first step is it's getting out of victimhood, right? It's everything's happening for you, not, not to you. Um, and however many ways you want to shake that, it's like, get out of victimhood. (laughs) (laughs) Because nothing can come from there. Right. And because you're the most dissociated with the truth of who you are when you're in victim mode, um, But like in that next stage of really being able to look at everything around you as perfect, right? Is a lovely way to get out of victimhood, right? Is a lovely way to get out of victimhood in that way. And I would say then, if you can look at everything around you as perfect, then even the things that you're, we'll call it faulty perception could interpret as negative is serving you, right? right? And, and so looking into that aspect of being like, you know, sometimes I was talking about this with my, um, my uh, mastermind uh, ladies the other day, is that sometimes when like, a door is closed, it's really just divine guidance to like, make a right turn, Yeah. right? And if you thought about that as like, you're in like a big house and your best friend is there with you and there's like, the reality that's like lights out amazing or whatever it is. And like one of the rooms and it's a huge mansion and your best friend is there like running, trying to close doors with you so that you can find the door that has like the thing that you're looking for. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of how I, I imagine that where it's just like, okay, if like something fell through, then that's just like the source or the universe or the divine being like, no, no, no that way, love, that way, love, you know? Um, The tricky part
0: is when you're perceiving yourself as a victim, you're really spending a lot of time in this consciousness of fear and you're receiving urges to control the conditions. And so you see something, that's a problem and the urge says you got to fight against that problem. The only way you're going to feel better is fight against that problem. But of course that's based in fear and lack and control and it can't work. But, So many people are, especially at this day and age, when we seem to have a lot of ability to control. If you're living 200 years ago, and you're a dirt farmer like everyone else, there's not much you can control. You can't control the weather, the crops, or all that stuff. Now, it seems like you can control. You can choose to work somewhere, or live somewhere, or quit some job, or leave some relationship. You have all this control, but you're never really dealing with the part that's reflecting back to you is that vibration you're offering. And then when someone comes along and says, oh, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. They're like, you're full of shit. <laughs> because think of yourself when you're 25 and your brother's going through all that stuff, you, you would have changed that if you could have. Of you course. would have snapped yeah. your fingers, right? Yeah. But that event had to happen. Yeah. And look at the ripple effect of that event happening of all that you're doing now it wouldn't be the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And and that's the thing is that I think, and I'm curious maybe what you or Joshua think about this, or maybe it's just like people getting into a vibrational alignment, in which they can hear certain things. But, you know, for me, one of the things that worked for me during that phase, because that during that, that time in my life was actually when I heard a sermon, it was an A Course in Miracles sermon from this like preacher on YouTube, I was like always listening to the different things. And he talked about this. He was like, what if you lived your life? Like, ev- like if you knew like what was the best amazing outcome for you, that the universe knew that and that everything that happened in your life, good, bad, and different, whatever you want to judge it was all leading you on that path. And I remember I scribbled it down on a post-it note and I like smacked it, you know, on my wall and I looked at it every day. And for me at that moment, I wasn't really ready to wrap it around the fact that my brother's health was in the limbo of it all, right? But I was willing enough to say, okay, but everything else that's happening in my life, definitely, right? So, and I often offer that to people to being like, if there's like a really flipping hard circumstance in your life right now, don't start there, <laughs> right? Start with the fact that like you got the wrong coffee this morning in Starbucks. With- <laughs> right? I love
0: the word "flipping." <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you, you know,
0: hit the nail on the head. That's exactly right. When you're starting this, you pretty much are coming here because something broke, you know. And then you hear law of attraction or whatever Josh would say. It's your, that had to happen for you, that thing, but no one wants to hear that, but they did birth the desire for some change. And then in that desire, open up the little inspiration, watch that YouTube, listen to this podcast, but everyone who's come to this podcast is somehow divinely guided there.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, it's so weird that they find it here, they find it here, or they say, I have no idea how I stumbled across it, you know. And it's it's just because you're being guided there, because you're ready. And if you're if you're spiritual, if you're on the spiritual path, well, you intended to be on the spiritual path, you know. And so everything that had to get you on this path, because that's the thing that you wanted most in life. Um Joshua has this example where imagine you had lived this life and you've been struggling with your finances and struggling to pay rent and never having enough money. And then at age 40, you win the lottery for a hundred million dollars. The day after that, you'll look back and go, why did I ever have to worry? I was going to win this lottery, (laughs) right? All that struggle. And I was trying to control all these things and I was fretting and worrying and all this stuff. Now I have this. And now my whole life could have been this. I, I have a friend whose parents are super wealthy and he gets everything when he turns 50. So he had a business and he had made money in the business and he spent every dime you know. and he had the most fun. His life was great because he knew at 50, he's going to inherit millions. So he never had to worry at all because he knew it's all going to turn out perfectly. And that's how it really is. It's all going to turn out perfectly. We're not, we may not realize this till we transition to the non-physical, but then the non-physical, like, oh my God, of course, this is what we came to explore. Yep. You ever watch near-death experiences? All the time. There's this one amazing one where this guy had, um, you know, he was talked about his life growing up and he had this good life and he was a football player and really good looking guy and had a nice job and then met this love of his life and. Uh, they had two kids and they went to visit his wife's parents. And then th- he's in a rush to go home. And in fact, the wife says, Hold, hold on, I got to go see my, my parents again. He's like, You just said goodbye to them. He goes, She's like, I don't know. I just need to go say goodbye. So she hugged the parents again. And so he's driving this car and he's just amazed at how wonderful this family is and how happy he is and appreciative he is, and grateful it is. And everyone's falling asleep. And somehow he nodded off and when he woke up the car's turning and he tries to correct and it just flips 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 and the wife of the baby were killed his son in the back seat was walked away miraculously unharmed at all and he's crushed by this car so he he um drifts off you know he leaves his body and his wife's right there. And he just feels the love and sees her and everything. And he, and she's like, I came for this specific event to happen. And now that it's happened, you have to go back because you wanted to understand unconditional love. And this is how you're gonna do it. And he's like, I don't wanna go back. And she's like, you have a son, who miraculously is completely unharmed. He needs you, you gotta go back and more is going to come out of this right and so he writes this these series of books and you know he had one leg amputated and and he was in total grief but he had this message from his wife and plus all the other stuff that happened in, but the realization was that he set this whole thing up so that he could learn something you know yeah. and we got to look at our lives from that higher perspective that so we're here to expand and we we have to realize that all this stuff is happening for this expansion from that non-physical perspective of growing our soul.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah. I watched so many of those NDEs and now like I'm reading a book now on shared death experiences. I just find it so fascinating and just like always rings so true. And I agree completely where it's like this perspective of in this like 3D earth realm, we have this idea of what like a good life is or what like a successful life is. And so we're like the successful life, depending on whatever it is, is, you know, the beachfront house, the million dollars, the fancy car, the nice, you know, relationship or whatever it is. And that's not at all what our soul incarnated for. And when you think about it, um, when you think about it from the perspective of your soul and, and, reading a bunch of this actually there's this book cosmic cradle have you ever read it Mm-mm. oh you would love it it's fantastic um and talks a lot about like babies having experiences before they incarnate and then remembering it and so talking about how like they they choose like their parents with their guides and they choose certain like conditions in their life with their guides before they come through um and if you think about things like that, I had a yoga teacher once uh, mentioned, she was like this incarnation as a human on earth is like really a precious one. It's like one that we were really excited to experience. And we were excited to experience because of all of the complexities of it, because of all the nuance of it. And your soul, doesn't see it as you're a success or you're a failure or you have money or you don't have money you're skinny or you're not you know whatever it is like your soul is just like oh let me play with all these toys right like look at all these things I can look at all these things I can utilize to mirror the reflection of my relationship will I remember who I really am in this lifetime will I come back to the truth of my being will I get these concepts in this lifetime can I forget everything and remember it again through this little video game that we're in right right um (laughs) and when we start thinking about things like that you can you can also start thinking of these more difficult experiences are things that our soul was like I want to ride that roller coaster because (laughs) that's going to be an experience that's going to give me some sort of gift that's maybe an experience I haven't had before um or you know something that this this earthly life has to show. And so we give this kind of like good, bad, good, bad, you know, to everyone. But I really believe that too, that so much of this is divinely orchestrated from that space. And when you start thinking of things that way, it's like goes right back to the whole, everything is perfect. And even the struggles that you're, I used to have this joke when I was in my twenties, um, when I first started my spiritual path, one of the ways (laughs) that my guides would get me to go even deeper was using attractive men. So (laughs) the attractive men that I was dating, if they didn't call or like something didn't happen, I would have these like, past life karmic ties then eventually i'd like go into a past life i would see what was going on i would be able to access like remote viewing like i was able to like find out like figure out all these things through this context of having like a string of guys who did not text enough (laughs) who didn't (laughs) ask me on dates like as quick as i like and and it was it was i could see at the time um, by some I don't know, some grace, I could, I could see it, that it was literally just a tool. It was just a tool that was like pulling me along to be able to have these different experiences. Because every time, you know, I, you know, went back and, you know, had an experience, or as every time being able to be met with like, contrast of an experience that I wanted and be able to come back to wholeness, and then every time I came back to wholeness, went into my meditation, got clear on who I was, the phone always rang.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: And it was just like, and, and I, I look at that as just like, what a beautiful school, right? Like a beautiful way to school me and this like unique way. And now it, that has evolved and now it, it you know, it's like these different aspects of things that come and that are important to you, right? It was like with the business. And I knew, okay, with certain things with my business, then that would be what forced me to go even deeper and even deeper and challenge myself. Can you come back to wholeness even now? Right. And it's like we have this very brilliant curriculum um, that is always guiding us into where we want to go. And I think sometimes those those opportunities where we do it, we have that moment of thinking something's not perfect. Um, those are also just opportunities for us to ground even deeper. Well, and- what you
0: were doing was actually looking at your limiting beliefs and you were processing them. Why do I feel bad? Because he hasn't text. Then you were guided and shown exactly why, because you had this limiting belief from some other past life or whatever. This is most of the work that we do is processing limiting beliefs. But you were able to actually say, okay, I'm gonna use this experience as a way to flush out this limiting belief. Because what happens is law of attraction only goes so far. What it says is focus on the positive aspects. But if you're living in duality, there's positive aspects and negative aspects. Joshua goes a bit further on that and says, okay, great to focus on the positive aspects, but you're never going to get anywhere because you still have things you fear, which are called negative aspects. Why do you think they're negative in the first place? That's duality. You've got to opt out of duality and look at everything from another perspective. The only reason you think that's bad or wrong is because you have some limiting belief that's causing fear. And without that limiting belief, you could not possibly see it as wrong. Mm. So, address that limiting belief. And then if you're you're never gonna get rid of your limiting beliefs because this is an attractive universe. Once you've attracted a belief or anything, it's with you forever, but you can reduce the intensity of the belief so it's no longer limiting. Because what happens with limiting beliefs is when you're in alignment, receive inspiration, that inspiration will always trigger a limiting belief. If the limiting belief is too intense, I can't go on an audition and do a food show, right? You won't do it. You won't even call them back.
1: Yep.
0: Right. So you have to do what you did and and reassess why you think it's bad in the first place. Uh,
1: uh,
0: Another thing that I had this sort of this thing that happened to me when I was a kid that is sort of a good analogy for this life we're living is that when I was you know a kid we went on roller coasters and I couldn't I was in so so much fear of them I couldn't go on I was petrified by roller coasters but all my friends are going on roller coasters and I didn't want to stand out, so the thought came to me: imagine wishing the roller coaster would go even faster. So I'm in the roller coaster, wishing it goes really fast, and noticing how slow it is. You know, I'm like, "This isn't scary at all," <laughs> because what I was doing before was thinking, "Oh, it's too fast; it better slow down." That was all my fear and resistance to what was, to the ride that was actually happening. Yeah. Right, and yep. so now I say with my life. Let's go even faster.
1: I love, I love that. And you're just like leaning into it.
0: Leaning it's, into it. Yeah.
1: It, it's so true. You know what you were saying before? And I, I agree, like most of my work in, you know, the process and, in you know, man, the book and everything is releasing these limiting beliefs, right? It's clearing out these fears. And I, I do the same thing that you were saying. I get, let's get really clear on what your soul desires. And now let's get really clear on all the BS thoughts that come up that say you can't have it. So that we can move them out so we can like make them untrue and we can clear them out and one of the things that you know I often find myself my like mastermind group that's a little bit more intense and intimate I'm like I'm very like kind of brutal with them in a way where lovingly brutal where I'm like listen guys like the reason I'm in a different place than some of you are is not because I'm special it's just because I'm relentless at getting rid of limiting beliefs And so I don't allow them, I see them come up. That's like a natural process. I don't view it as bad. Like I don't view it as bad that they come up. It's exactly what you said. It's like, what's happening is I've put forth something I wanna create in my reality or an experience I wanna create. What's being shown to me is the thing that's in the way. Thank you. Thanks for showing me that so I can move it out. And then I just get to work, right? And then I just allow myself to release this. And what you were saying before, is you know the way that i you know it's like this either if you have this thing the if you have a belief so for instance i was talking to this with um you know some of the clients that i work with about how you know they're let's say starting their own business right and they have a belief that or let's say they don't, they don't know, they're like in that stage where their frequency is like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to work. Right. And so they have some good months and then maybe they have a bad month and then they have a good month. They have a bad month or whatnot. Right. Versus someone who has the belief of I'm a successful business owner. I got this, or, You know, or whatever the positive belief that this gets to, this works for me. This is always working out for me. The way that they deal with the bad month is completely different. Right, yeah. because the one lets the bad month define them, and the other one is so clear on who they are that the bad month is really like, okay, all right, what do we learn from that? Okay, onwards. You know, next month. You know, you you have that.
0: Yes, yeah, so this is a great example. What I do, what I've done with people who want to start a business, is that just we know that most businesses don't last more than a few years. But imagine though that your business is successful and then there's a version of you who exists five years from now with a successful business. You're gonna have to go through this process where you discover and then process your limiting beliefs because the version that exists now is not that person. It's it's someone who doesn't have the information. To get the information, you're gonna have to go through a lot of events, employees quitting, customers having complaints, not having enough money, that sort of thing. You have to expect those events to happen because that's the only way you're gonna discover your limiting beliefs. We call them manifestation events. Something happens, you feel negative emotion and fear. Your limiting belief is triggered. Why did that event happen? It had to happen to show you the limiting belief. If you address the limiting belief now, you'll expand to another level. And you'll move through it and gain information that then fills in the holes in information in the limiting belief, because the limiting belief is just a belief without enough information. Once you had the information, it's no longer limiting. So you have to go through all these experiences. So you want to go through the bad experiences so that you can overcome those obstacles, build resiliency, gain confidence, gain clarity, and eventually land at the successful person you'll be in five years. The whole business is not a business. It's just a journey of self-discovery.
1: And this is (laughs) how you
0: chose to do it. Right?
1: As is everything.
0: Everything.
1: As is everything in our life, whether it's a relationship or a business or Mm -hmm. body, physical body things, you know, our house, all the things. It's. it's Yep,
0: exactly. Especially physical body things because you can't ignore the body.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's a self-discovery journey that you signed up for. And it's true. Like it changes your when you're in that space of being able to one one of the the things that um, my my students like created this word called blessing because I always say everything's either a blessing or a lesson. So they're like, it's a blessing. Usually, it's both. Um, and and when you start looking at things with that, that, you're like, oh wow, this is either a blessing or it's a lesson. And and both are valuable, right? And so that's why they call it a blessing because that's even great. lessons are a blessing. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we could go on forever here, but there's uh-huh. another thing I gotta do it too. So tell everyone how they can find you.
1: So you can find me at um Cassandra Bodzak on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook or YouTube. Also, Cassandra Bodzak, Cassandra Bodzak TV on YouTube. Um, My website is CassandraBodzak.com. The book is called Manifesting Through Meditation. You can get it wherever books are sold. And if you're interested in the 40-day guided meditation journey, um, you can also find that in the link, and we'll probably throw you guys a link so it's in the podcast notes. But you could find that through my Instagram or through any of the other platforms as well.
0: Absolutely, I'll put everything in the links below. Yay! Well, it's been so great to talk to you and to meet you, and I'm going to send you some other people to talk to. And
1: this is uh... so fun, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> a good time. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I don't normally, you know, most of this podcast is me channeling Joshua. And then I have interviews from time to time, but they have to be special people. And when I got the email, I'm like, okay, there's something about it. Which most of it's like, nah, 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 nah. They're, because I want to talk to people who are at a high level. Otherwise, this isn't fun. Uh, I don't no. want to have yeah. some guy who thinks he knows about something. Talking to me. I'm like, that's not gonna work.
1: <laughs> I got stuff. I know now I want to have you on my podcast. I'm the same way. I don't have a lot of guests. And then when I do have guests, it's like I, I pick people that I really, really like, like. All right,
0: we'll <laughs> definitely do that for sure. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for being here. Wasn't she great? Her name is Cassandra Bodzak. And her website is CassandraBodzak.com. You can find her also on Instagram and she has some YouTube videos and things like that. And I'll put a link in the description below. So thanks again for being here. Uh, if you want to learn more about the, bu- the next bootcamp we have coming up in the end of March, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. I'll send you a bunch of meditations as well when you send me that email. So why not? Uh, also, we have videos on YouTube. Just search Joshua Teachings. And we have a Facebook group called the Friends of Joshua. So check that out and ask to join that. And we'll let you in. It's just private for, for uh, Joshua followers. So have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye.